Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Piedmont UFO Encounter. That's correct, the Piedmont UFO Encounter. Now, this is a UFO encounter that happened back in 1973 in Piedmont, Missouri, very interesting, a multiple eyewitness account interaction. The article that we're looking at first uh, is taking a look back at it. It comes to us from Newstribune.com, written by Samir Knox, April 6, 2023. The title says, Bill would name Piedmont as Missouri's UFO capital. I think that's kind of neat when they pass these bills and they have like little uh, designated places for a UFO sighting or encounter happened. Kind of records it that way in an official way. And really, even though some people take it as tongue in cheek, it still lends a little bit of credibility to what happened and helps people not to forget about these encounters because there's been so many of them over the years. Now, the article starts off it says Reggie Boone, the basketball coach at Clearwater High School in Piedmont, was one of hundreds of citizens in town who reported seeing aliens in the early spring of 1973. Quote, it was too dark to mark out any size or shape. Its lights were red, green, amber, and white. And I, I said his name is Boone. It's spelled B-O-N-E. It could be Bone. Was quoted as saying in a 50-year-old news article. The article, which ran in the Wayne County Journal banner in March of 1973, noted that roughly a half of the town claimed they encountered a UFO, with one resident going as far as to sell photographs of what she claimed to be the UFO for $25 a print. Now, half of the town sees the same thing. You know, either that's a lot of people conspiring together to participate in a lie or a prank, or we have a legitimate mass sighting. And I tend toward legitimate mass sighting. It says, Donna, Dennis Hovis told Bone's story, which was the first in a string of hundreds of UFO sightings in Piedmont that continue to this day. Tuesday evening during a Missouri House Select Committee on Tourism hearing, Hovis is a resident of Wayne County and has followed the stories of UFOs in the region since they first started happening. He said Bone was traveling with his basketball team when he, along with his students, spotted an apparition in the sky. He and his team were traveling home after a basketball game on Highway 60 near Elsinore, Missouri, when they saw a bright shaft of light that was coming down from the sky, and a few miles later, one of the boys yelled, Hey, there's that light again, Hova said. They stopped, and they witnessed the first Piedmont Wayne County UFO sighting. Now remember, this is 1973. No one's got cell phones. There's no portable video cameras on there, likely. It's just a bunch of high school kids on a school bus, and they see this UFO out the window. It says this initial sighting led Piedmont to make national news at the time. UFO chasers and tourists flocked to the city, giving an early boost to the town's often, often seasonal tourism patterns. 
A bill in the Missouri House, which would make Piedmont the official UFO capital of the state, has brought many of these stories back into light 50 years later. Representative Chris Dinkins, a Republican of Lesterville, is the bill's sponsor. While reporting no first-hand UFO sightings herself, Dinkins shared how stories of UFO sightings throughout the years have been important for the culture of Wayne County. This year marks 50 years since Piedmont and Wayne County gained national attention for UFO sightings. In 1973, Piedmont became the UFO headquarters of the country. Law enforcement had over 500 reports of sightings within one month, she said. That means somebody saw a UFO and took the time to call their local police station or the local sheriff. It says Dinkins called on Havis as an expert witness on the subject of UFO sightings. In 1973, Havis was a news manager at the Piedmont-based radio station KPWB. He said his job made him uniquely able to look into these claims of UFO sightings personally and sort of and sort fact from fiction and many of the mysterious reports in the country in the county rather. Many reports were unfounded, but many were unexplained and remain unexplained today, Hollis said. He shared the stories of Gene Coleman and Kathy Leach, who after Bone and his team were two of the earliest people to report UFO sightings in Piedmont. They claimed to see an apparition at 9 p.m. on March 21, 1973. Quote, A red flash on Clearwater Lake alerted them to stop and get out of the car, and they witnessed a blinking red-white-yellow light rising out of the lake, Hovis said. It was quiet, there was no sound, and it had no shape. As the lights went off, they could see no object. This sighting lasted about five minutes. Each time, the red light flashed, the object got bigger. Mrs. Leach is now deceased, but Mrs. Coleman is still haunted by her experience that night. That's strange. Now, so we can see there that there were multiple sightings, actually. A lot of sightings. They said they had, what, 500 uh, different reports to law enforcement of UFO sightings. Even if we take, you know, 10% of those as being legitimate, that's an awful lot of UFO sightings in this one area of the state. Secondly, I like this sighting here because it tells us a couple things. One thing, this UFO came up out of the lake. It qualifies as a USO, an underwater, an unidentified submerged object. What it was doing down there, who knows, hiding or whatever. And then I noticed that it says that the object got bigger as the light flashed. So this would qualify as one of these shapeshifter type UFOs, a transmedium object, really. Uh, besides being one that's transmutating uh, between sizes. So it's an object that can be seen uh, underwater, in the air, and at the same time it's changing size, which means it's changing shape. It says, Hobus and Dinkins both said people continue to see strange lights over the lake to this day, but say nothing out of, but say nothing out of fear of being mocked. Our question is, are they or did they Never leave, Hovis said. Wow. Very interesting little article. Now, I want to take a look at a couple of other things, and I'm especially intrigued by this by this Clearwater Lake UFO. So this Clearwater Lake, located down here, I believe it's just about seven miles west of Piedmont, Missouri. So this is 120 miles south of St. Louis. It's a big lake. It's man-made. Uh, it says here from the... See the Ozarks.com site that the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers completed construction of Clearwater Lake Dam in 1948, 
So this would have been just at the end of World War II. It says, with the prime purpose of maintaining flood control for the Black River drainage around the popular bluff region. So this is a kind of a low mountainous range area, hills I guess they actually call them. It says, at a conservation pool of 1,630 acres. That's the minimum level for this lake. But then it goes on to say that it has a maximum flood level and that the lake increases over six times in size to 10,350 acres. So this lake, depending upon, you know, how full it is, it could be as low as 1,630 acres, but the max level is around 10,350. So let's just say a 10,000 acre lake. That is an enormous lake. Then it goes on to say that the engineers maintain a summer pool at 498 feet and a winter pool at 494 feet. So at its deepest point, this lake is almost 500 foot deep. So this would be plenty of space for a UFO to hide if that's what it wanted to do. This is Clearwater Lake down there at Piedmont, Missouri, where this UFO was sighted. So continuing with this uh, Clearwater Lake sighting that happened near Piedmont during this mass UFO sighting, remember this is 1973, so I found a pretty decent video on YouTube, and I'll leave the link on the Buy Me Coffee website. It's from Quest TV. Now, in the first couple of the uh, minutes of the video, which was the part that I found really interesting, the rest of it, I don't know, not so much, but they interviewed uh, the witness that's still alive from the Clearwater Lake sighting. Her name's Jean Coleman. She looks like she's probably in her mid to late 70s. She seems to be a very convincing witness and they just ask her a couple questions and she describes uh, being with a friend who's now passed on and they look out they look out over the lake and they see this uh, red light appear and then it goes off and then it goes up in altitude and then it appears again and then it goes up like a third time and it appears again and then the, the last time that it appears it's surrounded by a, a series of other lights almost like it could be a formation of orbs, or it could be just your uh, standard uh, UFO saucer there with these lights along the edge, the rim of the saucer. You really can't see. All you can see is the lights. And it's just fascinating to watch her in this video. It's, it's, it's about a minute, minute and a half long uh, talk with her as she describes this UFO as it comes up out of this lake. Remember, this lake has a depth of almost 500 foot. You're looking at you know up to 10,000 acres, and that's you know miles across. This is an extremely large lake. Like I said, plenty of room for a UFO to hide. And she didn't really talk about the thing changing uh, shape or size so much. Just as she talked about this light that came up out of the water, that appears above the water, and then they see it, they just watch it. They watch it light up again as it's accelerated in altitude upwards and then finally they see this ring of lights when it finally uh, flashes on and then disappears so you know you really got a feel for how sincere she was and she said that she really didn't like being back there at the lake again and she knew that she knew what she saw she knew it was a ufo and, and like she says you know if these things are aliens it's got to be something other than us they're far more advanced than we are, and she just kind of, you could tell she felt helpless uh, if these things wanted to do some sort of harm toward her. And it was clear to me that she had a real experience, that she was reliving that experience as they were talking about it. And even 50 years later, 
she wasn't keen to repeat it. Now let's go on to this next uh, bit of information here. Now what I really like about this Piedmont sighting that there's so many different reports by different sources. Uh, this was a true uh, mass UFO sighting with multiple reports and when they said there were 500 reports they weren't kidding. This article here from HowStuffWorks.com it says, the 1973 Missouri UFO sighting, it says, by the editors of publications. And it says, it starts off, it says, an odd thrashing sound brought James Richard, 41, and his 16-year-old daughter, Vania, to the north window of their Columbia, Missouri mobile home at 12.30 a.m. on June 28, 1973. Some 50 feet away and 5 feet apart, the two brilliant silvery white beams of nocturnal light shone when these lights suddenly faded away an oval shaped object about 15 feet in diameter became visible near the ground it was so bright that richard had to look away the entire area was lit up as bright as day he reported so we can see this is in the same area it's a ufo sighting but it's really completely different than what uh, gene coleman had reported out of clearwater lake it says the trees in the UFO's vicinity swayed as if caught in a powerful wind. One almost touched the ground and a limb snapped off. All the while, Richard's dogs lay quietly inside the house. Her behavior seemed oddly out of character. Unnerved, Richard went for a gun, which he kept close <clears throat> as the UFOs continued to hover by the trees. Richard then called the Trailer Park switchboard and asked that the police be notified. As he spoke, the lights in his house dimmed twice. The UFO headed off toward the north, its color dimming slightly and revealing a silvery surface with blue and orange bands of light. At one point, it moved toward Richard's residence, then retreated. After a few minutes, it was gone altogether. This is quite an involved sighting. It says, investigators subsequently found broken tree limbs, crushed foliage, and some trees with burned leaves as high as 35 feet off the ground. In the days ahead, more leaves wilted and died. The UFO left two deep imprints in the hard ground. So you can see with this sighting right here that it was not just a sighting, it was an actual landing of this craft, and it left evidence behind, which uh, would have been great to have samples of those leaves to see if they were if they showed signs of radiation or anything like this. But you can also see the interaction with uh, the experiencer, how he saw this UFO, how it frightened him, how he you know, he, he makes a call for help, even goes to grab his gun. This, this does not sound like it was an overall a positive experience. So we'll finish up here, but I found this uh, original uh, newspaper article from 1973, and I found it on a website called darnews.com. I'll put a link in the Buy Me a Coffee website. It's it's great, I think, to go back to these original sources. Now, uh, the website says, Throwback Thursday, Piedmont was UFO headquarters in February 1973. Actually, it seems like it was headquarters for a while after that, because as we just read, um, that fellow, he saw the UFO in, I think it was June of 1973. So this went on for several months. And as we said earlier, 500 reported sightings even if only a handful of those or 10% of those were real, which I think probably a lot more than that were. This took place over uh, quite a few months, and also the sightings themselves seemed to be unique. They weren't all seeing the same thing. It wasn't like one person just said, oh, I saw this light in the sky, and 499 other people reported the same light. These are 
detailed encounters, actually. Some of them are simple sightings, but a lot of them are actual encounters. And in fact, as we just as we just pointed out, that UFO encounter left broken tree branches, singed leaves, and even marks on the ground where it landed at. So it was a very involved uh, UFO encounter. Now, it says uh, the date that they posted this uh, original uh, clipping, it says Thursday, August 9th. 29th, 2019, from Wayne County Journal Banner and Daily American Republic Archive Files. So that's where you can find it at. Wayne County Journal Banner and Daily American Republic Archive Files. Until February 1973, Piedmont's greatest claim to fame was its location near Clearwater Lake. All that changed February 21st, 1973, when Reggie Bone and a group of basketball players sighted a silent craft hovering in a field while returning from a basketball tournament in Dexter. That sighting touched off a flurry of worldwide media attention for several weeks in 1973, making Piedmont UFO headquarters. Of course, Piedmont's just a small town. I think the, I think the uh, Google's map said it was like 2,200, 2,300 people. I also put a uh, image of the map there at the Buy Me a Coffee website. You can go and look and see where this town's located, which it seems to be a pretty rural, uh, very hilly area down there in the Ozarks in southeast Missouri. And like we said, that Clearwater Lake was created back in 1948 by the federal government in order to control the water flow through there. A, a, a big lake, a very deep lake in this rural area, and we're getting all these different kinds of UFO sightings. It's The title of the article says, They can't explain those flashing lights. And then it says, Piedmont residents know there's something. And then it cut off that very last word there. It says, the, the original article was by John Prince and Stan Berry. It says, Piedmont tourist season has come early to the small Ozark town of 2,000 people because of the Clearwater Lake Recreation Area. Piedmont is a beehive of tourist activity during the summer months. Spring is still on and is in its chilly infancy, but already people are starting to flock to Piedmont. However, the early arrivals are not interested in recreation, but unidentified flying objects, UFOs. About half the citizens of this town report having seen some strange going-ons in the sky in the last few weeks. Many of the witnesses, some very well-known Piedmont residents with solid reputations, can back their stories with vivid descriptions. Now that's huge. you got a small town with a population of a couple thousand people, and half of them are saying, yeah, we, see, we saw something. People can say, well, it's mass hysteria, uh, you know, it's kind of this effect or that effect. Look, if half the town saw somebody come in and rob the bank, that person is going to go to the penitentiary for a long time. This is multiple eyewitness accounts. I think that's what we need to remember here. It goes on, it says, The recollections of strange multicolored flashing lights from the sky and skimming over reports of strange flashing lights rising from the lake Wednesday night brought hordes of curiosity seekers to the dam area Thursday night. Despite low temperatures and a cutting wind, the top of the dam was crowded with groups of people, some entire families, who had staked out sections from which to peer into the lonely darkness covering the lake. You know, this is pre-cell phone. This is pre-internet. Uh, 
television news pretty rudimentary. It tells me that, that the witnesses on Wednesday of that week, back in 1973, really were respected, well-regarded people in order to get this kind of a response where, you know, uh, a huge crowd shows up the next day in hopes of seeing the same UFO that they saw. It says, and since low hovering objects have been reported in the Brushy Creek and Mill Spring areas, little used country roads in these vicinities have been heavily trafficked. Recent publications of a UFO photograph taken by a local photographer has only increased the number of UFO hunters and whetted the appetites of those already on the UFO trail. If the boys had not been with me, said Reggie, said Reggie Bone, I would never have said anything about seeing it. You're just subjecting yourself to ridicule. So there you go. 1973. The basketball coach is worried about being depersoned. Of course, this would have been, what, the heights of, of the, the Vietnam War? Uh, you know, a lot of things were changing in the country in 1973. Uh, you had bell-bottom pants. I mean, hallucinogenic drugs were introduced to society. Big changes. But even amid all of that, people were still afraid to talk about UFOs. But this UFO was so obvious, it was so clear, it had the half the town up in arms talking about it. He says, Bone coaches the Clearwater High School basketball team Wednesday night, February 21st, exactly five weeks and three days from today. Bone and five members of his team were returning to Piedmont from a basketball tournament at Essex. We were... We were a basket short on our stint on our stat sheet, Bone said, and I was teasing the boy who kept the statistics about his about his vision. I had noticed this light just above the tree line, and asked the boy if he could see it. We passed the light off as a plane, though it didn't look like a plane. According to the coach, the light seemed to be staying in the same place, hovering instead of flying. Things are quickly forgotten in a car, fun-loving boys. Shortly after seeing the strange lights, Bone turned his car off Highway 60 at Ellsmore. The headlight beams of Bone's car sliced through the inky darkness as the vehicle turned on Highway 49 to begin the last leg of its trip home. We came off a hill, and there, was a and there it was again in a field, Bone related. The night was real black. There was no wind, no nothing. Remember, 1973 very rural area, you don't have light pollution in those kind of places. When he says it was inky black, I can tell you from living in, in uh, rural areas pre, you know, uh, 1990s, 2000s, before they had these hideous bright security lights everywhere, when night came, it would get so dark you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And that was just how it was. It says, the lights were real distinct. I skidded the car into a stop. And then it goes on, unless the coach and all the bas basketball players, it says that they hopped out of the car. They stood there in complete silence, transfixed by what they saw. It looked like it was hovering. It looked like it was hovering about 50 feet above the ground. Wow. That's quite a story. And then the, the, the article just kind of... Uh, Drops off there about the sighting, sadly enough. But as we know, the coach pulls over along the highway. He's got these kids piled in the car with him. They all get out, and they witness this UFO hovering 50 feet 
over the field. And they have a picture here. It says, This bright ball of light beneath the moon caused quite a stir among southeast Missouri residents in early 1973. No one could explain the light, which was seen frequently the first few months of that year. This image was taken in early 1973 by Ben Barron of Olivet at the Piedmont City Dump. Barron said it was pitch black, and suddenly there was this glowing light climbing to the sky in the east. And you can see this picture. Of course, this is 1973. I can imagine the kind of camera he was using. This light is about 10 times the size of the moon. You can see the crescent moon in the background. So he's probably using you know rudimentary camera equipment here. But clearly, there's something here in the night sky. This whole this whole thing uh, is just fascinating to me. It goes on and has some pictures of people that came down and investigated the UFO reports. What I like about it is you have, it says here, Coach Reggie Bone says, It was too dark to make out any size or shape. The lights were red, green, amber, and white. Says the man whose UFO sighting was the first to be documented in the Piedmont area. So that's Coach Reggie Bone. Got a picture of him here. I guess he's passed away since then. But like he says, they're coming home from a basketball game. They see this light hovering out of the cornfield. They realize that it's way too low to be an airplane. They just pass it off. They continue on their way. The car turns again, and there it is in front of them out in the field. Obviously, the thing wants to be seen. He describes it as a red, green, and amber white light. There it is, just hovering on that cornfield almost like it's just waiting for someone to look at it. It has a quote here from Mrs. Maude Jeffries. It says, I, <clears throat> I can't help but believe the government knows what this is, Miss Jeffries says, as she holds photographs she took of Piedmont's UFO. She is offering the prints at $25 each. <laughs> now, you know, you could say something about that, but we saw, <clears throat> we talked about that photograph below that the fellow took. It's clearly something was going on there. It, this thing was... These UFO sightings had become so commonplace that people that waited around with a camera, it, apparently at least a couple of them, actually were able to photograph it. Now, it's got a picture of Mrs. Jean Coleman. She's the gal that I talked about that was in the Quest video. She's still alive. And I, I put a link to that on the Buy Me a Coffee website. The first minute or so of the interview, they talked to her out there at the side of the lake. It's fascinating. Mrs. Jean Coleman says, and I thought as I saw the lights, that's just lights, plural, rise from the lake, what if it really is an alien spaceship? And I felt my chest and throat start to constrict. You know, I like the fact that she's really telling you uh, what her emotional response was as she saw this light. She describes it rise up out of this lake. As we said, 10,000 acre lake, 500 foot deep. You know, plenty of room to hide a craft. And as she, of course, as she reported in the video there, it the light would go out, and then they would see it further at a higher altitude. It would go out, they see it at a higher altitude. And then suddenly it's surrounded by, it's encircled by other lights. Now, we don't know whether those are just the lights from a ship, or if those are just some sort of formation of orbs. A totally different sighting than what, uh, Reggie Bone had, or what the other fellow in the trailer park had, where he sees this uh, UFO come down that's almost like a stalking him. I mean, he's so concerned that he calls uh, he, he calls the police for help. He goes to get his gun. So you're just kind of seeing a variety of experiences ranging from uh, curiosity to uh, just really being fearful. And 
it's so cool because they got these people on record at the time that it happened. And, and just like I said, 1973, uh, you know, a, a totally different time. People probably, things were, were starting to change in a lot of different ways, but still people were reluctant to talk about these sorts of experiences. But this thing uh, was so widespread of this little community, and so many people saw it, that they just said, you know what? Forget about it. I'm gonna. I'm going to tell people what I saw, and I'll let the chips fall where they may. And even after this paper reports on these sightings by people, as they said, that were well respected in the community and well regarded. Okay, the paper goes on and tries to make a joke about it. It's kind of a passive aggressive way to deperson these people. I, you know, this is what's strange. You know, why is that? Half of the community has had an experience for a sighting of a UFO. Over half, okay, with over 500 reports, people actually picking the phone up and calling somebody. But a community of, of a couple thousand people, half the people say, yeah, I saw it, or, or yes, I had this experience. And the newspaper still tries to passively, aggressive, aggressively, in this, in this form disguised as humor, tries to deperson these people and delegitimize their eyewitness testimony. It just should show you where we're at and where we've been on this whole spectrum of UFO uh, eyewitnesses, how people react, and how authority figures and the news media reacts. Overall, an exciting case, even though it's 50 years old. I'll have the links on Buy Me a Copy website. You can go there and look at them. Look at them. Take the time to check some of these out. They're really, it's really worth the time to look at. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Over and out. Thank <music> you.